Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show brought to you by gtex.org.uk. I'm your host, Simone Vincenzi, and this is the podcast for experts who want to become the ultimate authority in their niche while making an impact in the world. And today is episode 271, From Performance to Presence with Kapil Gupta. We're going to talk uh, a lot around uh, spirituality, masculinity, uh, emotional intelligence. Uh, you will absolutely love this episode. But before I tell you a bit more about what we're going to cover, remember one thing, that the more you are known, the faster you will grow your business. And one of the best ways to get known in your field and get clients is speaking at events. But finding the right events can take ages. Also, how do you connect with event organizers in the right way and how do you follow up to get the most of every speaking gigs that you have? This is why my team and I have spent an entire month and more than £2,000 consolidating four years of data of the best conferences and events in the UK and Europe that are looking for speakers. So we have created the Ultimate Speaking Bundle, where you will get access to a curated database of more than 100 events and conferences in the UK and Europe that are looking for speakers. My templates on how to connect with event organizers, my follow-up framework to maximize every single speaking opportunity you have, and all of this for only £29.99. Uh, but this is just for a limited period of time. So scroll down the show notes and uh, click the link or visit gtex.events forward slash find events. So gtex.events forward slash find events or then click the link that you will find in the show notes. Now, let's start, uh, let's get back to the show. As I said, I have the pleasure to interview Kapil Gupta after a 15 plus year successful corporate career and a failed marriage. Kapil went through major personal transformation. He's the founder of Nibbana.life. Kapil has since taught more than a thousand people and coached more than a hundred people. And he helps successful people find emotional nourishment and thriving relationships. He's an expert in emotional communication. He has an MBA from the University of Edinburgh, and Kapil co-founded also Turn On Britain, a company dedicated towards personal growth. He spent the last six years living a very spiritual, mon spiritually monastic life, full of practice based in connection and relating. Uh, Kapil has a deep understanding of the art of emotional communication and loves working with people and become self-aware. Uh, working with the, their shadows, creating ever-evolving relationship and lives fueled by uh, lives fueled by connection and desire. Um, in this episode, uh, we talk about uh, uh, w what is the real cost of running after success and achievement. Um, uh, how do we let actually our rational mind take the lead, but instead, how do we connect with our emotions? And also, we're going to talk about connections and relationships. How can we have in the workplace very fulfilling emotional connections and relationships? Now, you can read the full interview transcript and get the bonus resources at www.gtex.org.uk forward slash 271. And then if you scroll down, you can find all the links to connect with Kapil. Now, without further ado... Um, enjoy the episode. Let me know what you think. Uh, leave a review. Subscribe to the podcast. Let me know what you think. Mm, and I enjoy this uh, interview so much. So um, I'm looking forward to hear your feedback. Now, without further ado, 
Let's hear it from uh, Kapil Gupta from Performance to Presence. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Explode Your Expert uh, Business Show. I'm here with uh, my good friend uh, Kapil Gupta. How are you doing, Kapil? Hey, man. Really good, Simone. And uh, thanks for having me on your podcast. Uh, it is my absolute pleasure. Um, we've been knowing each other for a number of years, and uh, um, you have a very strong message about, uh, in fact, this is what we are going to talk about today, which is from performance to presence. Yeah. Now, um, we're going to dive deeper in what means performance, and in particular, the presence element on, of our state here on this planet and how that can affect in particular business and how we run our businesses on a daily basis. But, but before we go into that, um, uh, tell us a bit more about you, about, about your journey. How did you end up doing what you're doing now? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. It's, it's really been an interesting last seven, eight years. Well, actually last 20 years, I would say, but last seven, eight years have been particularly interesting because like, I have two key areas that, um, really led to my life transformation. Mm -hmm. And one of them was my professional aspect of my life. So I grew up uh, in India and I grew up in an environment where I was continuously told that I have to achieve, I have to, you know, have a good profession. I have to like acquire certain things in life. Uh -huh to be someone who's made it in life, right? To be mm -hmm. a man who's successful. And the idea was that you'll be happy once you've got all these things, that you've got a good relationship, you've got a good successful career, that you've got money, that you've got property, you've got all these like materialistic mm -hmm. things. And once you have that, you will, you, you've made it and you'll be happy, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And, I, and I think it's not just me. I, I talk to a lot of people and I think, a lot of people have similar, we live in a culture where achievement and success and acquiring material wealth yeah. is related to satisfaction. And it's and kind of how society shapes us. And like from, right. uh, um, is, is a, like a mixture of like society and like probably like parents uh, and th there is all this that influence that, isn't that? Totally, totally. And, and, so first, almost 15 years of my professional career, that's the path I was on. As like, you know, on the corporate ladder, uh, I did my MBA. Uh -huh. And I got to a point where I had a pretty successful career. Uh, I was making good money and I had all these like tick boxes. So if anyone from outside would look at me, they was like, oh yeah, he's a guy who's made it in life, you know? Uh -huh. So that was one, one aspect. The second one was uh, while growing up, I never really had any education around relationships, connections, um, you know, like how to be with women, how to, and I think a lot of, uh, I, maybe you can relate to it. In our formal education, there isn't anything about relationships. It's like, no. you grow up, you get into a relationship and figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> you know? absolutely. Right. So I was, I was married uh, for, I was, I was together with my ex-wife for 11 years. And it was a very traditional relationship, which was based on a blueprint that I got from my parents because they were together 
for 30 odd years before my dad passed away. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I had, I, in my mind, I thought I knew how to be in long-term relationships, right? Yeah. I had like that sense of pride and bravado about it. So, it, so like those two things kind of intersect, intersected at some point where we separated um, mm-hmm. from my last relationship. And I also got to a point in my career where I started to think that there must be more to life than just this like formula driven achievement and success driven life. Mm-hmm. So that was one thing. And, and the second thing was like, uh, what, what were really you doing? What was your background in your career when you were, when you were um, in, in that path? Yeah. So I, I was in a, a product portfolio director for a multinational company. So I was uh, managing, you know, 10 million pounds uh, worth of product portfolio, a global product portfolio in uh, hospitality technology sector. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a challenging career and it wasn't that I had a bad life, you know, yeah, yeah. it was really busy. It was good life. And at the same time, I had this, this feeling in my, in my body that there was something missing, mm-hmm. that there was like, life was in black and white. It wasn't technicolor. It was like there wasn't that yeah. deep joy and fulfillment in my life. Um, and I wanted to understand how, how does this thing called relationship really work, you know? Mm-hmm. Like my first marriage getting and ending up in divorce, it was a place where I thought I had failed at something. I had failed at uh, something that I was supposed to somehow be okay and, and, and know how to be in relationship. So that led me to start questioning what I was doing and mm-hmm. w- whether there was a different uh, type of life available or different path available. And, and I met someone through an experience and they said, oh, why don't you try some body-based practices? Mm-hmm. And to be honest, at the time, I had no idea what they were talking about. What do mm-hmm. you mean body-based practices? Or if you had asked me what connection or empathy was, I would have so, some idea of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I was very disconnected from my body. I was like a uh, very logical, rational, mm-hmm. living in my head and very much in my fantasy land kind of a guy. So I got, I got started on my personal growth path and I very clearly remember a moment where it almost felt like my body was like an hourglass and something was coming down from my head into my body. Mm, And I started becoming aware of like, oh, wow, like I have actually feelings and sensations. It's not just, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, it wasn't that I wasn't aware of it, but it was a brand new awareness of having feelings and body and becoming present in my body. Yeah. And from then on, slowly how I connected with people started to change because I, I went on a path where I started to cultivate attention. And that is what I mean by presence. When I talk about presence is like having presence in what is happening with you in any moment. Mm-hmm. Has it be that you can feel what's happening with people around you? Let's, let's you explore. Attention, 
let's yeah. explore a bit deeper. In fact, let's explore a bit deeper um, okay. here in the in this concept of presence. Um, how did that uh, change your personal life and as well the, um, the relationships, uh, but even the interactions that you have with others? You started saying it's about like feeling what other people are feeling or can you d d dive a, deep, a bit deeper around that and uh, also make like say, say a bit more about how that can impact it when we are in our business or when we are now in, in our daily life, this practice. Totally. So my learning when I started to um, be more in my body and like the, the easiest way I can say is that just like money is the currency in our external world, mm -hmm. I have found that attention is the currency of our inner world and whatever we put attention on grows uh -huh. right so one of the things i learned was a lot of the time i was living my life based on what do i want it's like what can i get from this person this interaction uh this you know whatever i'm doing what can i get so a lot of my attention was on me as opposed to having attention on, oh, here's Simone, he's feeling happy, he's feeling sad. Mm -hmm. And having genuine interest and curiosity in you as a human being mm -hmm. and finding out what's happening for you. So when I started to learn like, oh, wow, okay, if I can put attention on someone, I can actually see and feel what's happening for them. Because mm -hmm. ultimately we are all connected, right? Yeah. And this is not just like pseudoscience. Part of our brain uh, is called limbic brain, which mm -hmm. is all about feelings. And when we tap into that brain, we can feel what's happening around you. Yeah. Like you go into a room and if someone's angry, you can actually feel that the room has a different kind of atmosphere and you can Absolutely. feel that it's not, right? Or like I, I know already, like when I open the door and... Uh, you know, maybe I haven't uh, like washed the dishes or <laughs> take the rubbish out. You, you know what I mean? There is my, right. my wife there. My wife there on the sofa. She doesn't have to say anything. I can feel that something is off. I you can feel it. <laughs> so there's a classic one, right? It's like yeah. you you're talking to your partner, and she's like, "I'm fine." And no, you know, not. there's nothing no, fine no, about no. that. Fine. <laughs> you're, you're not. You're not fine. I don't. No. No. That, that's not a fine. Fine. I'm. That's. I'm fine. I'm. That's. I'm done. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm done. So. So there's a way that uh, we, people who are very rational and logical, which most of us are at the moment, uh, we listen to the words, and we tend to believe what's. What, the, what, what is communicated via words. Mm -hmm. And I think we've lost attention on a felt sense between us. So there's almost a, a, a language of feeling that we have disconnected from, which is really the human language because we're always communicating at the feeling sense to each other all the time mm -hmm. without even saying a single word. And how is that affecting, like, for example, like businesses, uh, teams that are working together? How this dynamic affects um, uh, the, the, the industry where we are in as well? Man, it's, it's, it's mind-blowing. 
So here's a simple thing, and I never thought about it mm. in my 15 years of professional career. Ultimately, whatever work you're doing, you're working with people. Mm-hmm. It's all about connections. Like mm-hmm. every business deal I ever did, like, okay, there's also a lot of like technical stuff and theoretical stuff that you can bring on. But ultimately, people want to work with people who they can yeah. work with and they like. Yeah. So being able to connect with people at a human level and have a sense of empathy is absolutely crucial. And the second part of that is self-awareness. What I have found is that really understanding if I am congruent in my mind and body, like I can say how I feel, Uh then I can be that congruent with the world. And I can also see where people are being congruent or not. Yeah. So in terms of business and uh, in terms of the corporate world, one of the things I see is that, and and this is coming from my personal experience, you know, Mm -hmm. is that we're all running towards more. We want more, we want more, Mm -hmm. we want more. But we have, a lot of us have disconnected from ourselves, our felt sense, and disconnected from uh, how we can relate to people better. Uh And I think the reason why I say performance to presence is that if we can actually really connect with our bodies, know who we really are, what our blueprint is, not just based on what someone tells us or what society wants from us, but what we really want, how we want our life to be, and then actually design our life and connections from that place, from a place of presence, then performance can back that. I have Mm -hmm. nothing against achievement, to be honest. Like I I love, I think we are on this planet to express ourselves fully and find our potential. And I think achievement and performance is a big part of it. Yeah. But if you lead from performance and let go of who you really are, then it's it's just dry. It doesn't have fun. It's stressful. You arrive to the destination. Well, well, you arrive to the thing that you wanted to achieve, and then still have the same feeling of emptiness, um, it, which uh, anyway, like, doesn't give you any sense of joy or or fulfillment, uh, um, even when you get there, or even throughout the process. You're just like becomes a checkbox exercise. Yeah. And, you know, and you know, know plenty of people that uh, are living their lives in this way. And uh, um, so what I, what I found really fascinating from what you were sharing is mm-hmm. uh, the connection part, because uh, it, it feels like that the more you're connected to yourself, then the more you can be connected to others. And uh, because this dynamic happens, then when you're in business, you know, it's all about people, whether you're dealing with clients, whether you're dealing with suppliers, whether you're dealing with teams, you can actually connect with your people better, build better report, and have a better business and have a more enjoyable life throughout the way. So is that, is that what you... Absolutely. The picture. <clears throat> Absolutely. And part of it is, I think part of it is really finding your own why. Mm-hmm. like your own, I think each one of us have a very unique blueprint. And for me, for instance, 
when I started my personal growth journey, someone asked me, what do you actually want? You know, what's your big desire in life? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't actually know. I know what, if I do something, what will make my family happy? What will make people around me happy? But I don't yeah. actually know what I really want, you know? And I knew what I didn't, I didn't want. But if you asked me, what is it that you really want? I had no idea. And to be honest, I spent a whole year just exploring that question. It's like, who am I really? Who am I and what I really want? What is it that drives me? Kapil as a human being, what drives me? What is my core desires? Mm -hmm. What am I passionate about? You know, and even in relationships, who am I? Like, how do I, how do I show up? in connection with people and my intimate relationships. Mm -hmm. and, and that was a big part of just understanding my, and here's another thing is, is a subconscious programs. Yeah. You know, a lot of uh, people have heard about this idea of our shadow. And, and I was just writing something yesterday. It was about like the shadow is this part of us that is hidden and we're not aware of. And usually these are the things that when we are really young, we start to suppress because we either get afraid or we think it's not a good part of us. Mm -hmm. But those subconscious programs it run us. It doesn't fit in um, the group of friends that we have at a time. It doesn't allow us to fit in. And the thing that when we are growing up, one of the things that we are encouraged to do, and I think it's probably a bit about the human nature while we are finding ourselves in a growth process. It's about a, where do I fit in here? How can I Absolutely. fit in here? And then we keep running it even in the adult life. Uh, how do I fit in here without uh, reasoning actually? I, I'm not a five-year-old boy or girl anymore. <laughs> Absolutely. And, 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 so a big part of my journey was to really starting to see uh, rather than just showing up in world as someone who's liked, who is a people pleaser, who wants to do things in a way that people will look back and say, oh yeah, you've done a good job. And that's how defining my sense of self-worth and value. I had to really go deeper and understand the things that I was suppressing. My, I had to integrate my own shadow and once I started to look at those things, I had a much clearer picture of who I am as a human being, who I am as a man, yeah. who I am in this world. And from that place, I could then start to design my life in a different way. So let's look at the, a bit more like the practical process now. Yeah. Um, let's say that now someone is listening and says, well, okay, it sounds great. Um, I feel a bit disconnected. Um, want to create more connection within myself know myself better where is the starting point what is a uh, what what is the first step that someone can take that's a great question i find that ask yourself this question what is the cost of not living the life that you actually want to live you know that i find is a great question to ask ourselves and then when you ask that question, usually we start to see the things that we will either have to give up to have the life we want. For example, I had a pretty cushy job. Mm -hmm. I had a pretty cushy life 
for a long time when I knew that I wanted to make some changes in my life, but I couldn't give it up because it was just so comfortable to yeah. give it up. So the next question is, when you see the things you may have to change, are you willing to change them? And that I think is the more difficult question because a lot of people are like, oh no, I'm not ready to change these things yet. Yeah. And, and that's okay. That just means that you might not be ready to change your life. And what I've learned is that we only change from either desperation or inspiration. In my case, I was yeah. desperate. <laughs> yeah. In my case, I got to a place where like, I have to make some changes. I don't want to live my life like this. Mm-hmm. And I was ready to like, not just like a financial cost, but I was ready to pay the cost to change the life. And, uh, you know, I, I, this is not true for everyone, but in my case, I left my corporate job and I ended up starting uh, a business in personal mm-hmm. growth area. The last five years and I was much more happy it was a struggle it was like a lot of pain and at the same time I had this deep sense of joy and happiness because I was doing something that I really wanted to do yeah something that you believe in something that is important for you that, that makes you happy um, yeah. so if you if you do think that you're ready to make some changes after that then I think the uh, best thing I would say is to find a guide. It could be a coach, a mentor, a therapist. Uh, it could even be a friend who has done some personal growth work who can guide you through a process of self-inquiry mm. and understanding about yourself. Um, and then from then on, you will start to see the path. I uh, totally agree with you with this piece of advice. Um, a lot of time when we started this uh, journey or but even when uh, anytime we face a moment or where we want to explore ourselves deeper or there is a moment of personal growth uh, our mind will try to protect us and not allow us to go into places uh, into those places actually we really need to go uh, as a self-defense mechanism so it's very hard to do this job totally on your own um, because uh, there is no someone keeping holding you accountable and allowing the creating the safe space for you to go where you need to go and explore those emotions and explore those feelings and explore explore those fears um, without having the the instant block but going through the block when it happened so um, I remember absolutely I did my first um, um, I took counseling when I was uh, 22 Um, and that was one of the best thing I did. I, I wasn't happy. Um, I fortunately, uh, I had a friend that said, why don't you go to a counselor? Because um, I just feel that I wasn't myself anymore and I couldn't be happy where I was. And it, it was the, one of the best experiences I've ever had um, because it just allowed me to understand myself deeper. And I was incredibly lucky that I, I started my journey at 22. Um, yeah, I, I'm I was, envious. I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm uh, everyone has their journey, and uh, and yeah. and for me is uh, th- that's where it started. 
and uh, I know people that start a personal development journey in, like when they were 15, 16, and I know people that started their journey when in their 60s. Um, so <laughs> um, it is just really important to have someone guide you through this. Um, the question I want to ask you now, um, uh, uh, I want just to go the other side. Yeah. Because you can go to uh, be at the point where you can empathize so much with people, where you are in tune so much with people, that becomes very difficult then to set boundaries. Yes. Because I found that there are these two spectrum. There is I'm totally disconnected or I'm hyper-connected. <laughs> yes. And then it becomes difficult to distinguish, to, to, to define the boundaries. So um, if someone, uh, some like I think there is like empath, uh, can, can be the word. Empath, yeah. Um, but has these very strong feelings towards others. They can already feel what others are feeling. What is something that they can do to set some boundaries and not be engrossed too much in, in that process? Yeah. In, in my work, I've found that boundaries is usually the first place that I work with, uh, with people. And I think my, it's a misconception, I think, that people who are empath are the ones who need, just the ones who need boundaries. In my experience, the, most of the people I work with, they, they have created their life in the way they have created because they didn't have any boundaries mm. and they don't know that okay. they didn't have any boundaries. Yeah. So when we start to do the self-exploration process, quite often, most often, I find that th they are doing things or working with people or, or you know, in their job because they didn't know how to set personal boundaries. Mm -hmm. So it is uh, the, I, I find that boundaries is the foundation of any kind of personal growth work that you have to do. So that is my first go-to when I start working with any clients one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. The first thing is to work on where are your boundaries right now and how can you improve them? Because if you can't, then usually what happens is that without even knowing we allow other people to violate our boundaries. Uh -huh. And what happens is that our experience is that we get, you know, we have our back against the wall and we don't even know it. So the only way we then come out of that situation is by being aggressive or getting angry or getting frustrated. And then when we are in that spot, we just want to destroy it. Yeah. And that is a classic uh, indication that we didn't set our boundaries when we had to because we didn't know and we didn't know so other people didn't know so it's not their fault that they are violating yeah, our boundaries yeah. because we didn't know ourselves in the first place and we just so, become aware when it's too late when it's too late mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly and even then people don't really understand it's actually a boundary issue they just feel frustrated and angry in the world or other people yeah and then, really really the other and then they blame it on the other and then blame it on the person Totally. In front of them without saying, actually, when you see this happening first, yeah. when you see already some signals and you know your boundaries, then you can prevent that to happen. Um, and, uh, you know, I think this, uh, as uh, coaches, trainers, speakers, we are in this industry because we, we love people, we want to help people, we want to support people. And uh, there is this tendency of, uh, even when with your clients, to sometimes, if you haven't thought about that, what are your what are your boundaries? What are you going to say yes to? What are you going to say no to? 
what clients are you going to be working with? What clients are you not going to accept in your life? Because yeah. I remember like, it, was, it happened a couple of months ago um, and it was the first time in my life where um, I took on the wrong client. I took, I took on a few wrong clients, but in that particular situation was the first time in my life where I had nightmares. Like it was the first yeah. time where I woke up on a, one night with a nightmare and thinking about a session with this person. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. That's right. And uh, fired the client straight away. The, what I didn't do though, it was to set, uh, is, to, is to acknowledge those signals where I saw already that they were happening. All the buttons that were pushed or the things that weren't right for me. And um, so it, it is as being like, it was a reminder of what are my boundaries here. Yeah, <laughs> I need to respect yeah, them. Yeah. I want to say that to that point, I think a couple of things which also connect to their last question is I, when people are going on this personal journey, it's easy to just read books. It's easy to just acquire theoretical knowledge. Mm. And in my experience, you have to have experiential knowledge. You have to mm -hmm. go through the experience to learn about yourself. So just like you're saying, you had to find those clients and go that far to realize that, oh, there is some place where I didn't set my boundaries. Now you can't, yeah. you can read a book on boundaries, but you won't really understand that until yeah. you live through that experience. Totally, totally. So it's, it's important for me to point out that even if you work with a coach, even you read lots of, there's lots of material available for personal growth work. But ultimately, you have to acquire experiential knowledge. That is when change happens. Change yeah. doesn't happen in your mind just by reading and, and theoretical knowledge. Uh, I'm totally with you on this. And this is a perfect transition to our next part of the interview, which is the lifting the veil, um, okay. where uh, I will ask you to share a, um, a book uh, or a tool or an app that you found that made a huge transformation in your life that or is useful and is worth sharing. What's that for you? Yeah, um, I would recommend one book, which it's a slightly heavy reading. Uh, and at the same time, it has become my uh, go-to. It's almost like my, my religious book. I'm not, mm -hmm. it's not religious, but it has become that important to me. Yeah. And that book is uh, Finite and Infinite Games. Mm -hmm. It's uh, by an, it's written by James P. Cars. And the book is amazing because it talks about how most of the time we live our life, our, our relationships, our work, um, very much as a finite game. A finite mm -hmm. game being it has a win-lose uh, mm -hmm. attached to it. While life really is an infinite game, and in an infinite game, we play the game just to play. Mm -hmm. It's not about winning or losing, but it's about playing. And that book goes into various areas of life and talk about the difference between a finite and infinite game in all of the areas. And it's, it's one of the most amazing books that I've read. So I would thoroughly recommend it to everyone who is considering this kind of work. Oh, that's brilliant. So the link uh, is in the show notes. Uh, uh, make sure you check it out. Again, this is not um, an affiliate link. Um, it's the uh, resources that we share. 
um, uh, that our guests share to help make your life or business better. So make sure you check it out. Um, Kapil, it's time to wrap up. Thank you very much for being on the show. Um, very useful. Um, is this, you know, a lot of time we talk about business, we talk about strategies, we talk about uh, tactics. Uh, um, uh, but uh, at the end of the day, none of those matter if uh, we are if we are not uh, um, certain on who we are, if uh, we're not present, and um, if we cannot build great relationships with the people around us as well at a very deep level. So um, really important the work that you're doing. If someone wants to know more or find out more about the work that you're doing, delve deeper into this concept, what is the best way to get in touch with you and to reach out to you? Yeah, a couple of ways you can do that. I run a couple of Facebook groups. Uh, one is called Integrated Man, which is a men-only uh, group. And the other one is called the Relating Lab, uh, which is focused solely on relationships. Mm -hmm. That's one way. And you can email me uh, on kapil at nibana.life. And that's my website as well, nibana.life. Those are great ways to connect with me. Any questions you have, if you want to work with me, happy to answer any questions and I think other social media platforms as well that you probably have in your show notes. All right. That's brilliant. In fact, all the links of the social media, the social media handles are here in the show notes. Links of the Facebook group and website are in the show notes. So make sure that uh, um, you reach out to Kapil. Thank you very much, man, for being on the show. Very powerful episode. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Simone. Thanks a lot for having me. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching or listening, uh, depending on where you are right now. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you in the next episode. And always remember that together we grow exponentially. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Explode Your Expert Business Show. If you enjoyed the interview, please subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every week we will select a winner from the reviews that we get. So it might be you. Make sure you give us a review. It means the world to us and that's how we, you can help us grow the show. Also remember to download the Expert Business Checklist to get the roadmap on how to become an authority in your field. The link is in the show notes or you can visit gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. So it's gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. And as well, finally, if you want to receive daily support in your coaching and speaking business or explore how we can work together, join our private Facebook group, Explode Your Expert Biz. Again, you can find it on Facebook at Explode Your Expert Biz or the link is in the show note. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially. Exponentially.